Well, well, well. It's not Sunday, but whatever. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man at home, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And hard last 24 hours for Michigan fans, actually starting this taping this at 6.05 here on a Tuesday. And things got really, really difficult starting right about now yesterday when everyone started tuning in excitedly thinking that the 3 p.m. Pacific time announcement from Josh Christopher was going to go Michigan's way and it didn't come until 11.24-ish Eastern time and it didn't go Michigan's way. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Isaiah Todd decommitment as well, and then we're going to crowdsource your uh, crowdsource your questions because uh, we have uh, we have a bunch of stuff that I saved from uh, Sunday, and that'll get us through the week. We're going to try to do what we can. Uh, I know we're all fighting a lot of uh, different things, and I need to try to make sure to entertain those who are like me and are in need of entertainment. So anyway. Uh, let's start off with this Josh Christopher thing. Listen, here's the deal. A lot of people are blaming the the, the crystal ball, the 24-7 sports crystal ball people that put it in. You know, there were 11. This time yesterday, there were, there were 11 crystal ball picks for Michigan. Then you had Anthony Wright out there saying that his guy said it was going to be Arizona State. And then after that ended up being the case people started kind of going after some of those saying, I'm not, I'm never going to listen to that again. I've been telling people forever because you know, I, this is part of my job. I don't really do the basketball recruiting thing that much. I've never interviewed anyone for basketball recruiting. I've only covered football recruiting directly, but you're dealing with the 17 year old kid, sometimes 16, sometimes 18, whatever you're dealing with, young men who are going to make decisions for themselves for whatever reason. And you can sit there and you can say, logically, it should be Michigan. And yes, logically, it should. But that's not necessarily what kids make decisions on where they're going to go to school for. When I was 17, ironically enough, I wanted to be a journalist. Actually, yeah, 17, I wanted to be a journalist. How did I choose my school? Michigan, which doesn't have a journalism program. Well, I didn't look into it at all, honestly. I just knew I was either going to Michigan or I was going to go to Eastern and then transfer into Michigan. That was my plan and that was it. There was no world in which I wasn't going to end up graduating from Michigan. So then I got into Michigan right out the gates, ruined it came back, finished my degree, whatever. My point is, people make their decisions for different reasons. Why did why did I ruin my own career, you know, my own college career early up? Because I thought my band was going to take off and I didn't really need college. That's what goes through your head when you're a 17-year-old. An 18-year-old. You're not thinking about things the way adults think about things. You're not making wise decisions based off of priorities. 
And I'm not saying that Josh Christopher's decision isn't a wise one. It, his decision is for, is what it is. But it, it's it's one of those things where you people get way too upset over people not choosing your school. Yes, it happens. It se- you know seemingly to Michigan quite a bit because it just doesn't seem like there's that many schools that have this high end guy seemingly on the hook only for the usually excuse me only for them to turn around and choose someone else i remember deshaun hand you know it it happens but you can't blame the you can't blame the the people who have their ear to the ground you you can you can sit there and say well you know they they just weren't as tuned in no things change on a dime teenagers with kids i mean you we all know this i know pe- people got upset about like the naji harris thing listen naji harris to michigan was so close to a done deal i i don't think i had a crystal ball in for that because i but uh may, i feel like i i didn't put one in but i probably should have given everything that i knew that was going on that's the nature of recruiting. Sometimes it's going to work out great, or at least seem to. No one thought DeMar Dorsey was going to commit to Michigan. I know that didn't end up working out, but sometimes it works out great. Sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, you have the double whammy with uh, Isaiah Todd decommitting. Uh, I think the people who have been listening here could probably say that you saw that coming. I think that that was pretty evident when he removed all the Michigan, what have you, from his from his Twitter profile. It seemed like he had unfollowed the coaches and everything of that nature. So, I mean, that was alarm number one. I don't think it's much of a surprise. I can tell you that some of the people who have had their ear to the ground on that have told me since day one he wasn't going to stick. He was going to go play basketball overseas. But that's not my information. Um, sometimes you get them right, sometimes you don't. Because you're not dealing with something fixed. It's kind of like what I said about a long time ago. That a lot of people treat recruiting as if there's a foregone conclusion. And we're just coaxing things out until we figure it out. Like it's a mystery. Like it's some kind of you know, mystery movie or something like that. And you're trying to figure out what, you know, what the actual, who the actual killer is. That's not what recruiting is. Things can change on a dime. There are some cases when things are just hard and fast. Ambry Thomas is one of those, but even, even he took pause for a minute, but I was told by someone really, really close to Ambry that he was a silent commit to Michigan a good eight months before he ended up committing. Meanwhile, you had MSU people saying that they had that great, that, you know, they would be surprised if he ended up anywhere, but he's Lansing. Sometimes like, and I I was told also with pretty strong uh, definitive, what have you, that there was no circumstance in which Ambry 
was going to end up at MSU. So, I mean, that's, it, it is what it is. When Isaiah Todd didn't sign his NLI when he could have and Zeb Jackson did, yeah, you can hold out hope, but you're just at that point, if you're not doing it, you're not sure about your decision enough to make that choice. Right? So it is what it is. Now, Michigan basketball is going to be in good hands, especially if Livers and Franz Wagner come back, of which both I have a very good feeling that they will. You've got Mike Smith. You've got Eli Brooks. You've got the other four who have expressed, by the way, on Twitter, their displeasure for the fact that Michigan fans act like they don't exist because of the meltdowns over Todd and Christopher. I've seen Terrence Williams and Hunter Hunter Dickinson quite a few times be like, oh, wow, geez, okay. So support the guys that you know you're going to get. That's kind of the thing with with Michigan fandom in general that I talk about, right? Got to support the guys that are either here or, you know, are planning on being here. If they don't plan on being here, then that sucks. But you know what? You want someone who's going to be here because if otherwise, either they're not going to give it their all. I understand that Todd and Christopher were considered one and done type prospects. But, you know, in football particularly, you see when it doesn't work out. Guy has a question about, you know, taking on the academic side. Like I've said a million times over, Michigan's a hard school especially compared to a place like Arizona State, which is known as the preeminent party uh, party school. Why wouldn't you pick Arizona State? Your brother's there. You don't have to worry that much about academics. You're only going to be there for a year. Why take really hard classes when you're only going to be a place for a year? It sucks, I know. But it is what it is. Um, Let's move on, because I think I've said all I have to say about that. Um, We'll talk more at length about the upside of what Michigan basketball has later. But let's get on to some football topics as we crowdsource here momentarily. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Uh, I really like this question. I mean, I know it's something we've talked about before, but uh, from Ginger Ale Cures all at the underscore Mike B underscore show. I looked at recruiting over Harbaugh's tenure. We have a lot of transfers out of the program. Every class seems to be ravaged by transfers. Why do you think that is? Next question. Do you think Nico Collins will have a thousand yard receiving with double digit touchdowns this season? I'll answer the latter one just kind of briefly in that. Yeah, I think Nico has that capability. 
they need to make sure that they have whoever's under center has the accuracy and has the forthwith to go to him. I think it's certainly possible. I think it's maybe even probable. But Michigan also has a lot of weapons, so can't say for sure. But let's talk about the, the recruiting thing. Uh, let's start with, I mean, now Harbaugh's first class was 2015. That was an incomplete class, but still. Harbaugh started out with these guys. Brian Cole, Zach Gentry, Tyree Kennel, Grant Newsom, Alex Malzone, Tyrone Wheatley Jr., Shelton Johnson, Karan Higdon, Ruben Jones, Grant Perry, Keith Washington, John Runyon Jr., Nolan Ulysio, and Andrew David. Of those ones that left, Brian Cole transferred after being kind of kicked out. Zach Gentry left a year early. Grant Newsom, horrific injury. Alex Malzone transferred. Tyrone Wheatley Jr. transferred. Shelton Johnston transferred. Reuben Jones transferred. Keith Washington transferred. Nolan Ulysio transferred. Andrew David transferred. Not great. 2016, I believe, is a little bit better. You saw a lot of those guys kind of matriculate through. Rashawn Gary, early entrant. Ben Bredesen here the whole time. Brandon Peters transferred after losing the job to Shea Patterson. David Long left a year early, which is fine. The year early ones, are there. that's fine. That's success. Devin Asiasi transferred. Michael Anwenu stayed for four years. Kareem Walker and Kakoa Crawford transferred. Levert Hill stayed for four years. Ron Johnson stayed for four years, but transferred. Uh, well, three years transferred, regardless. Carlo Kemp's still here. Devin Bush left early. Chris Evans is here. Nick Eubanks is here. Eddie McDoom transferred. Kalik Hudson stayed all four years. Elise Embasse. I mean, that was a disaster. Uh, Nate Johnson uh, transferred after being kicked out. Quinn Nordine still here. Josh Uche left with a year on the table. Kingston Davis transferred out in some trouble. Steven Spinellis stayed four years, transferred. Metellus graduate. McCune tra- graduate. Dwum four transfer. Devin Gill transferred. Not good. 2017 is the one that's pretty bad. Peoples Jones left with a year on the table. I still argue he shouldn't have. He can prove me wrong with a top three, a day one or day two pick. I don't foresee that happening. Aubrey Solomon transferred. Cesar Ruiz left with a year on the table. Villain's still here. Singleton transferred. Amber Thomas still here. Jordan Anthony transferred. Filiaga still here. Tariq Black transfer. Dylan McCaffrey still here. Nico Collins still here. Oliver Martin transfer. Josh Ross still here. James Hudson transfer. Duran Irving Bay, the name I couldn't remember two days ago, transferred. Jalen Kelly Powell transfer. Corey Malone Hatcher, medical retirement. Maury Samuels, trouble and transfer. Donovan Jeter still here. Jeremy Hall transfer. Benjamin St. Juice transfer. Andrew Stuber still here. Jameric Woods transfer. Brad Hawkins still here. Joel Honigford still here. Phil Pia still here. Quiddy Pay. Ben Mason still here. Kurt Taylor transfer, Brad Robbins, still here. I'm going to do this with one more year, 2018. I feel like 2018 isn't quite as bad. Top two still here. Aiden Hutchinson and Cam McGrone are still here. Muhammad, 
And Miles Sims transferred. Milton's still here. Mayfield, Ryan Hayes, Jamon Green, Christian Turner, Taylor Upshaw, Sammy Faustin, Ben Van Sumerum, Julius Welshoff, Vincent Gray, Michael Barrett, Luke Shoemaker, Hassan Haskins, German Green, Ronnie Bell, and Jake Moody. All still here. So that's where we're at. Listen, though. Out of a lot of the ones that I mentioned, it, there aren't a ton of guys that I've mentioned that were there. There's a handful that were meaningful guys that played. Aubrey Solomon obviously hurts. I think that one probably hurts the most, especially with the lack of depth in the defensive line. It's disappointing to see that Singleton and Anthony being both highly rated four-star linebackers didn't work out. Tariq Black being a highly rated wide receiver looked as good as he could. James Hudson with all of his promise. Jalen Kelly Powell who's just kind of moved around a lot. But like for the most part, you had guys that were either early contributors and fell off for some reason. Jameric Woods never really seemed to break out of the uh to to break into that role that it looked like he was gonna have when he was early on as a freshman. Benjamin St. Juice's injuries precluded him from being viable. Uh although he's clearly better off than what the Michigan doctors said, considering he started there at Minnesota and looked excellent. So you look at some of those guys and it's like, yeah, okay. But we're guys like Kurt Taylor, you know, it it's kind of like, okay, well, what do you do with that? Jordan Anthony and Drew Singleton hadn't really broken in yet, right? Anthony had a really good game against Army and then promptly lost his job to Camagrone. I, I love Jordan Anthony, but that's what happened. Brandon Peters lost his job. I'm not saying that every one of these guys lost their job, but Devin Asiasi was a disappointing one, but but that was a family situation. Kareem Walker, there were obviously issues there. He transferred to Mississippi State and then was gone just as quickly. Kakoa Crawford, Eddie McDoom, I mean, guys that played but weren't, I wouldn't say super prominent. There were losses, but I think there's a theme there is kind of my point. Either you get in trouble, like a handful of the guys did, Nate Johnson, Kingston Davis, Amori Samuels, or there's something else going on. You you weren't losing a lot of your high-end, too-deep guys. But still, th- there's an issue with the fact that you're not retaining them. That is where Michigan is struggling. I had this conversation with someone at the bowl game. They pointed out the tra- the amount of transfers that they were like, Harbaugh's doing a lot better job than people think because he's playing with an arm time behind his back, right? Because you don't see this many guys constantly leaving a program. Now, again, I've said this before. There are, there's evidence that other programs do lose, you know, quite a few. But, I mean, Michigan's losing half of their classes. You need these guys to come up and get to their senior year and 
hope they show out. Now, some of them are going to be like Devin Gill, who announced today that he's going to South Florida. He had a couple productive years. It's his fifth year. Going somewhere else where maybe he can get a little bit more playing time. I think that's absolutely fine. But sometimes it's just... A, it's sometimes not a fit. Both ways, you know, maybe you get him, you get him there, and you realize this guy isn't exactly what we were hoping based off of what we want to run. And or maybe sometimes there's, I I know of one of the guys I mentioned, and I had heard this, but before he ever played a down, that he was considering transfer because it just wasn't a culture fit. It was a guy from down south and. And just was kind of shocked at the, you know, the locker room and how things work in Ann Arbor. And it's ultra liberal in Ann Arbor. And for some people that that's a culture shock for some people, it's not. So it's, it is what it is, but Michigan needs to find a way to retain some of these guys longer because that's kind of the thing when you look at an Ohio state. They've always got guys ready to plug in. You're like, what happened to those guys? I mean, they lose plenty of guys too, right? They lost Isaiah Pryor, five-star safety. I mean, they lost Tate Martell. I know that people downplay that, but if Justin Fields didn't come in, they would have had the Tate Martell show last year. They lost. I know they lost another guy. I just can't think of his name. That that was really big, but it happens. But you got to... You got to do a better job at finding guys that fit everything. And maybe that hasn't been quite the case just yet. 2018 shows some promise, right? You haven't lost that many guys in 2018, 2019. They haven't lost anyone, right? I'm just looking, looking at this now. It doesn't, I don't think they've lost anyone from 2019 yet. So they're, it's almost a boon if you can keep guys around that haven't that have not matriculated yet that can just at least get to that point where you know their third or fourth year they're ready to go 2018 you got guys entering their third year they haven't they've lost a handful but not many they've lost no one in 2019 so fingers crossed there all right let's crowdsource another one of your questions here momentarily All right, I'm looking through these. A lot of these, that that one was like the best uh, topical one because a lot of these were just more mailbag type questions. But uh, let's go with. I don't want to. I I want to answer yours, Tyler at t underscore force one. It's got to be Joe Milton, right? I'll answer that kind of briefly. Maybe we'll make the rest of this semi mailbagish because that I think that'll work. But. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people had uh, Josh Christopher questions on Sunday when I asked this. But with Joe Milton, I mean, he's got to earn it. it. It's not it's kind of similar to the recruiting thing, right? Like, it's not like, all right, we've got a we, there's an answer and we're just trying to coax it out until, you know, get clues until he's got to earn it. 
I think the better case scenario for Michigan is that he does. And that's based off of a conversation that I had with someone prominent. It's th- that's in Michigan's best case scenario, but he has to win the job because according to that person, Michigan will be significantly better off. They'll be multi- more multidimensional than if Dylan wins the job, which actually reminds me, um, I, I did want to mention, and I was going to talk about this before, but Michigan did get a commitment in Raheem Anderson, and uh, I was told about what he brings to the table f- from someone in the know, and they were just saying like they they think he's you know he's already just blowing things up. He's a guy that they know is coachable. He's been coming to camps at Michigan for three years. He's he's got all that kind of upside. I'm forgetting some stuff there. So we'll talk about that more tomorrow. We'll we'll devote some time to talk about Raheem Anderson tomorrow. I digress. But uh with Milton, yes, Mich- Michigan, if he can win the job and show accuracy, I think Michigan is in a much stronger place than if McCaffrey wins it. That's not to say that Michigan won't be really good offensively with McCaffrey running the show. They could be, if McCaffrey wins the job, I still think the offense will be just fine. Maybe, but I just don't think it will necessarily be quite as high flying. But you never know. That's just what that is. Nashville Songbird at Nashville SNGBRD. Will there be a season? Really hard to tell, obviously. Because... As of right now, I mean, we're all still on lockdown. I don't know about you guys. And we're going to have Justin Rose on the show. Uh, it'll be Friday's show. I believe we're going to tape on Thursday. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, I think, you know, we're not, like I was talking to him as he tweeted out about how difficult this new normal is. And even though for me it hasn't changed a lot of how I do a lot of things, that, you know, in the downtime. It's still difficult, right? And I'm sure a lot of us are having difficult times. Hard, it's hard not to go a little stir crazy. It's hard not to kind of lose your mind a little bit. But uh, hopefully there will be one. But it's hard to predict when we're still in lockdown. Michigan looked like it was getting better, and then suddenly there was a spike again couple places look like they're starting to crush the curve. California, New York actually is showing encouraging signs. But there are some people out there that, that are saying, and, you know, reputable people, they're saying there won't be any concerts until fall of next year. However, sports is unique in that you can still have the games just without a crowd. Hopefully testing is up and doing a lot better. But, you know, it, a lot has to happen yet. I think it's certainly possible. I think they're going to try to if it's safe enough. And if you can find a way to make it work without, you know, more of the same happening, because it would be even worse than this time around if things are still going. And then you start packing in 100,000 people stadiums and one person is infecting you know, hundreds, thousands, and people are able to congregate, you know, exponential math and all of that. 
finish out with this one. Joe Goggs at go G U E N underscore Joel. Let's say there is a college football season next year. Who's your Michigan breakout player of the year on offense and defense? Uh, I know I'm changing things because I've said some of these people before. I think I'm not going to pick Nico Collins and I'm not going to pick Daxton Hill because I think those are obvious. I'm also not going to pick Quiddy or Aiden. I will go with Giles Jackson. Maybe that's just on the mind because of Michigan tweeting a highlight video out today. I think he came on strong late. He was a guy that they needed to kind of slowly work in. They were really hoping to get him going really, really early. I had a conversation before a game. Uh, it was week two, actually, against Army. And the, the plan in that game was get Giles Jackson involved early, hopefully build his confidence, get him ready for the Big Ten schedule. And it didn't quite work out that way. So I'll go with him on offense. Because I think he is so dynamic. I agree with what Josh Gaddis tweeted. That one of the most electrifying players in college football. Defensively, I also don't want to do, do Cam McGrone because I think that's obvious. I don't want to pick any of the obvious, obvious guys. I'll go with Michael Barrett. Because I think he's got the body in check. He's got the athleticism. He's just one of those guys who's been waiting his turn. I think there's a lot of reasons to be really excited about Michael Barrett. I'll add Luigi Villane. He's my guy, I know, but I think that his time really should and could be coming. I know he and Quiddy have been out working, working out uh, social distance style on campus. They've been tweeting or putting out uh, Instagram videos on it. But uh, yeah, that'd be my other one. All right. Plan is to try to have a podcast tomorrow. Uh, we'll definitely have a Thursday mailbag and we'll have Justin Rose on Friday. That is the plan for the week. Thanks for listening again. Check, check out locked on NFL draft. Tell your smart device to play it. Now's the time. We're only nine days away from it. So get ready for it.